Here's to you, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Metal Gear Mondays, the most thorough Metal Gear podcast, or Death Stranding podcast, if you like, on the internet. Um, I don't know. I mean, somebody could be recording it for their own pleasure. I don't know who you are, and if you are that person, your lifestyle probably is not conducive to listening to other podcasts. I am Sam, your host, and I'm joined this week by Cole Duncan. Hey, Sam. Hey, Cole. <laughs> And we have a very special guest on the show. Um, he is uh, one of the founders of the uh, Metal Gear Solid, the unofficial site. Um, he is the owner of the Kojima Productions Network. You know him on Twitter as Nitroid. We have our good friend, uh, Ryan Kincaid. I don't know if I'm that special, but thank you for having me. <laughs> Well, it's good. It's good to have you on. We we had you back. We had you on the show. Uh, uh, I'd say probably about month, two months ago or so, and yeah, about uh, that. had a good time talking to you about like what it was like to be on, you know, to be part of the, you know, the on the birth of the online Metal Gear community. It seems seems like, and it's good to have you back because it's. Uh, I I would say, no matter how you are feeling about. Death Stranding in this particular moment, I think it's a very exciting time to be a fan of uh, Hideo Kojima and his work. Yeah, he is. Um, he is off the leash right now, and that is <laughs> <laughs> that can he's, that can be either a good thing or a bad thing. He's broken his he's broken his strand to Konami. <laughs> someone uh, someone gave someone gave him a sock, and now he is a free elf. Yes. <laughs> You've given Kojima a sock. Kojima is free. Oh my god. Let's let's just say it was Fukushima. We'll say it's Fukushima. That's a good idea. Sure. Um so yeah, I mean, we're in we're in full full like swing of death stranding uh death stranding fever. I think as as you're listening to this, dear listener, um we're like I want to say like 3 weeks out. We're pretty yeah, close, we're close to. We are real close. Yeah, we're getting really close. That's crazy. Yeah. The 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 tension. The 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 the. Mm, you could taste it in the air. <laughs> oh. I feel I, uh, a little uncomfortable after that. That's fine. I'll just just. I'm just gonna have a sip of my beer here, really quick. We're all, we're all, all three of us are are beard up. Cole, I forgot. I was gonna introduce you as a uh, the quaffable cold tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Look, all I'm saying is that Corona Premier, very yep. quaffable beer. Very quaffable beer. I got, I got, I got nothing else. I got nothing else to say Hang about on. Corona Premier. We're gonna leave it at that. We're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, it, 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 it is a, it about. is a keto, it is a keto friendly beer. All right, there we go. So, yeah. So if you, it is a, it is a, it is a keto friendly basic bitch beer. Mm-hmm. So if you participate, if you participate in that lifestyle, both the the keto lifestyle or the basic bitch lifestyle, or the coffee lifestyle, yeah, we're not going to get a Corona sponsorship anytime soon. I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> Alessio doesn't know this, but I'm working on that Corona sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, we've we, we've we've been courting Heineken like really heavy recently. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So nothing but beer sponsorships. So. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Actually. <laughs> So so again, here we are. Cole, or uh, Ryan, welcome back to the show. Glad um, to be back. I wanted to kind of get started here 
because as we as we know like we just said death stranding is on the horizon um i wanted to kind of start by discussing like how have you been feeling uh in the build-up to this game uh you know it's it's hard to to put words on because the main feeling i get from it is i'm just really happy that that kojima is able to do something without what seems like any restriction whatsoever Mm -hmm. i i actually don't have many expectations for the game i've i've tried to kind of restrain from having too many opinions in advance about it like I've, i've seen trailers and gameplay footage and i've kept up with it um so i i kind of know what's going on but but thinking past that i've i've actually kind of tried to avoid it because i i want to be surprised i don't want to get too much of it um i want to go in as blind as i can but still kind of remain in that hype engine that he builds up because very those that hype engine that he that he creates for every game he does well it's almost part of it exactly so he wants you it's like the build-up that build-up is there on purpose um for better or worse so the the thing that's really exciting to me, and I and I, I was kind of saying this before, is that um, he is off the leash, and and mm-hmm. this is this is the first um, original uh, game that isn't like a, a sequel or anything that he has written and directed since Police Knots. And I know a yeah, lot of people are hearing that, and they're crazy. probably thinking, "Wait, what about Book Time? What about Zone of the Enders and all this?" But he he produced on those. Mm-hmm. He did not. He did not write them. He did not direct them. He had a hand in them, uh, certainly, but that was not like a Hideo Kojima game. Yeah, and it'll even it'll even say like right about. on the cover. So like this is, you you could say like this is the first time he's he's had a new franchise since Police Knots, and the first time he's been mostly uh, off the leash, so to speak, in terms of creative control since MGS two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, we can, you know, you can get into that whole <laughs> argument if you want, but it, it, we're going to, this is going to be a litmus test for the kind of creator he really is outside mm-hmm. of Metal Gear. Yep. And that's what's interesting to me. Yeah. It's, it's going to be like a kind of like, almost like, it's almost like it's a, it's a, it's a character study of who he is. Yeah, very bit. much. That's and it, I mean, it's hard to say, it's hard to say how long he's had this idea in mind, but it sounds like he's had it for a while. I think he did actually mention that he's, that he's been kind of ruminating on this specific idea for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Well, and that would make, that would make sense. I mean, he was wanting to do different things back, like all the way back to Metal Gear Solid 2. Like he mm-hmm. was wanting to, you know, end the franchise there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. makes sense that he could have had an idea for something, maybe not exactly Death Stranding, but for something like this you know, just kind of ruminating for these past like few years. And, and, you know, it's hard to say how many other ideas he's had because, you know, he's constantly writing things down and coming up with ideas and absolutely, you know, his assistant will tweet out like, Oh, the boss comes up with umpteen many different ideas a day. And I, it's crazy to see. And like, what's going to, I mean, I'm, it'll be interesting to see if the next thing after this is going to be just death stranding two or something completely original again. And I'm, and I'm honestly hoping for the latter. I want to see fewer sequels and more original outings. Yeah, I I think that's like what uh, what's excited me the most about it too is like again, you, like you discussed, it's like his first like 
since police knots that he's been able to go off the rails and write something new and that's what's exciting about it is that it is new there are so many derivative ideas and similar games these days and you know and it, it kind of like kind of like it's kind of like the movies now where it's like it's very hard to do an original movie it seems like people have like very right everything's quickly... a remake or a sequel right people are fine apparently for some reason now people are having difficulty coming up with original ideas for video games so it's like to see something that is i i mean at the very least it's gonna be weird and i can handle that like i'm, I'm here for weird i don't know if it's so much that people are having trouble coming up with new ideas so much as it's that the industry is very risk averse right now which seems mm. kind of crazy considering how much money there is flowing through it you'd think they'd mm -hmm. have a a little more openness to trying new ideas. I mean, the, the, the video game industry is making money hand over fist in comparison to the movie industry right now. Mm -hmm. It's not mm -hmm. even, there's not even a comparison. Right. And especially, I mean, it's like, it's, it's more expensive to get like entry into a video game, but you get more time and you don't have the, you don't have the like burden of having to leave your home. You get more time out of it. You're not spending X amount of dollars for right. two hours of entertainment. You're spending $60 for, convenience and like eight to 40 hours of entertainment so, so maybe it's that each singular game is itself more of a risk than each singular movie even though the industry as a whole is making more money right potentially so so who, so it seems like sony's really just kind of letting him do whatever he wants for this one and maybe that's because it's like a new studio and they want to get the name out there and and really like this is this is kind of this is almost more advertisement for the studio than it is mm -hmm. advertisement for the game so to speak if that makes sense yeah, sure, sure. well it was a big so, get for them too right like yeah. when, when it was announced that it was going to be a sony exclusive and he was working with sony like it was a big get for sony especially coming it's, off of like it's bigger than you think too because if you look at the legal disclaimers on the bottom of the posters and the promotional materials for death stranding death stranding is owned by sony oh wow yeah okay. it's not Kojima Productions may be making this and they may have full creative control, but this is a Sony product. Huh. So this oh. is like one of those things where like there it's not going to Xbox ever. It's not like a timed exclusive like this is. Um, I think there is precedent for for Sony games um, coming to PC, but I wouldn't expect mm. it. I would I, I mean, I would not be surprised if this comes to PC. In fact, that may be part of their agreement with Kojima Productions. It's just, we're, you know, this is just speculation, mm. but Xbox probably not wild <laughs> i mean i mean to an, to an extent that could be expected i mean kojima has a long history with sony i mean as mm -hmm. not, not only through konami but just as a producer himself i mean it's it's interesting now though i mean i wonder how many friends he has there now that um you know Andrew House is gone. Sean Layden mm -hmm. is gone. Jim Ryan is now CEO and I don't know what Kojima's relationship is like with Jim Ryan. Mm. Um but with everything changing in Sony as quickly as it is, I'm I'm hoping that that doesn't shake up their relationship. I hope not either, but I I feel like he's I feel like he's respected enough in the industry that it wouldn't cause too many problems. I feel like I feel like in like if you're a CEO incoming to the PlayStation division or incoming to Sony, like I can, I can see you knowing who Hideo Kojima is, and just oh yeah, like, he's um, he's almost untouchable. Because yeah, if he's, you, he's if you so prolific. Wrong like him, 
then you're gonna you're gonna bring down the wrath of pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah, Ko- Konami learned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder one thing you mentioned, and, and this is something that we have also discussed on the show, is that like he, uh, they are kind of letting him do whatever he wants to. Which Konami, like, I mean, he got away with a lot at Konami, but they definitely like reined him in a little bit. And I wonder, I, I had wondered if that was something that maybe he needs almost. Um. Hard to say. Um, it's it's difficult to look at his time at Konami and not see some overreach there. But I mean, it's man, this is such a can of worms because <laughs> there is so much speculation about what happened between him and Konami, and I I suspect that it's far more benign than than gaming blogs would probably have you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, businesses are going to act like businesses. And there were those reports through Nikkei where, um, they talked about employees being isolated and here's my issue. When we get these stories and reports stateside, they're coming from, you know, you'll have game journalist a reads a report sends it to game journalist B who does a translation that may or may not be accurate. We don't know Mm -hmm. who then, you know, writes an article about it or passes it off to game journalist C who tries to interpret it for the wider audience. And then game journalist C's article gets spread out to social media who then gets a hold of the story and exaggerates it or interprets it a certain way. And by the time it gets to, you know, the, you know, person on the street, so to speak, it's, it's like a game of telephone. You know, yeah, how, so how much layers. of what we've heard is actually accurate? And I mean, we can we can look we can point to the Nikkei reports and and say, OK, well, maybe that's the, the closest to the truth that we can get. But um, even looking at those reports, I mean, where where is that coming from? I know journalists can't give up their sources. And so you kind of have to take them at their word as to what they say. But I I don't know. I not to cast doubt on on the report, but I wish I had more information on on the person who wrote these reports, on where they got their information from, because there's a there seems to be a lot of assertion and not a lot of citation. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. You know, it's it's like there are there are known unknowns and unknown unknowns, so to speak. It's I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. it back to what I was saying, not to, to kind of go off on a tangent here, but you look at a company like Konami and, and they're okay. Let's, let's kind of take emotion <laughs> out of this for a second. Let's, let's course, take your, yeah. let's put personal feelings about what happened yes. and put it on a shelf somewhere for a minute and just look at this, um, this clinic through a lens of, yeah, objectivity. Yeah. Let's, let's try and be object. Let's try and be objective here. Konami is a large company that makes games, and you have a singular game designer who is building up a very, very prestigious reputation. Mm-hmm. Who is then also putting his name on all your products in some ways more than your name is on the product, even though you own all the properties. Mm-hmm. And then he's building a subsidiary company inside of your company that his name is on instead of yours. And then he's building another subsidiary in the States and he's putting money into that, that his name is also on that your name is not. Mm-hmm. I can see why that might rub some of the executive team the wrong way. Right. 
almost like almost like it feels like he's bigger than the company in a, a way. A bit. And so what I th- I'll tell you what I think happened, and this is my personal opinion. So mm. you can debate it, you can refute it, you can deny well, it, you can say whatever. Well, this is my grab, opinion. Well, grab a couple grains of salt and yeah. chuck them in the mouth. <laughs> I think I think what you had um was essentially you look at Konami and you have someone like oh who's the CEO of Konami currently? I know it was Kazuki it was Kagimasa Kazuki at the time. Oh, I don't know now, was, I'm, now I have no idea. It was it was bad that was he was the original one of the original founders. So let me gotta look this up here. It, it doesn't matter. But you have um you have the CEO of Konami who has one vision for the company, and then you have Kojima who at his highest level was a VP of one of their subsidiaries. Mm -hmm. And they have opposing visions for the company. And I think ultimately what happened was that the bigger stick won. That's, I think that's it. Yeah. I don't, I don't really think there's too much more to read through than that. I mean, and you can get into conversations about Japanese work culture and I don't know too much about that. So I can't speak to it. Maybe there were some things that happened there that weren't good. I don't know. Uh, there's so much hearsay and so much rumor that it's impossible to really say what was going on. I think it was crappy that Kojima got basically, you know, got, he was given the boot, but yeah. I don't know. I, I I know I'm going in circles here, but it's hard to kind of, I'm, I'll put a fine point on it. It's hard to kind of have a, a concrete opinion on this when I've got so little information that is verifiable. Right. And that's the thing is like, who, like who are the people that do it's, it's, Kojima and Konami. Right? Yeah, so it would, it's hard to it's hard to say. I mean, I was angry about it like everybody else was, but yeah. over time, I'm like, well, I really don't know what happened there. Um, and that's not to say Kojima did anything wrong. It's just to say I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a weird. It was such a weird situation. It is. But. It is. So, and 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 I think a lot of people also forget that m- most of the development team did not leave with Kojima. They are still there working. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that he trained for a very long time to take over once he was done with Metal Gear. And they're still there. Yeah. So sorry, I kind of took that off on a on no. A that's there. totally fine. But I mean, like, I mean, if you think about it, so I mean, everybody was you know mad initially, and they were they were. Um, they were upset initially, but then it was, it was almost like that whole split, it, it breathed life into him, obviously. Cause you know, like, it's like Cole said earlier, we, we, uh, he'd been trying to like stop making Metal Gear all the way back to yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2. S- and so he's, he's free and it, it, that whole split allowed him to do what he's doing now, which leads us to Death Stranding and whatever kind of experience it's going to be, which is, you know, you know, whatever it winds up being, it's, it's, it's exciting. And I think it's beneficial to have people doing new things and new ideas. You know, what's really funny about looking at a game like death stranding Mm. and specifically in reference to all of the complaints about it being a, you know, a walking simulator and all that crap, Mm -hmm. which is just silly. Like, Shadow of the Colossus is one of the most celebrated games of all time. Mm-hmm. The majority and of that game you, is The majority of that game is literally just riding a horse around an empty area. Yeah. And and 
And you're going to look at a game like Death Stranding and tell me that that looks boring because you're just walking around. Okay. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. That's really fair. That's actually that's actually not something that I have thought about before. I, uh, huh. That's interesting to think about. I like, I, like I mean, and maybe I'm a little biased here because I like chill out games where you can just kind of sit back and, mm-hmm. and take in the world like one of my this is not a great comparison, but one of my favorite games of all time is uh, SSX three. Yeah, because oh, you dude, can yeah. you can basically go they the way they structured that game was that they have this huge mountain range and then they split up segments of it into individual courses that you can that you can race on. But if you want to, you can get dropped off on the top of the mountain and free ride your way down through any number of paths all the way to the bottom. And it'll take you about a half hour to do. Mm -hmm. And so you can just cruise down. So if I ever need to, like, relax and just not think about things for a while, like, that's my go to game. So the idea of going into Death Stranding and just kind of walking around and taking in that scenery and just figuring out, like, okay, I just need to make it from A to B and I can do that at my own pace the way I want. That's cool to me. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I mean, I love I love having yeah. games like that too. Like I'm I, I'm I'm the same way with like you know just I'd like to sometimes just turn my brain off and just do a thing and not have to worry about like the next objective. Sometimes, like I get the impression yeah. that people who complain about Death Stranding being a walking simulator probably don't take walks in the park very much. <laughs> Yeah, they don't, they don't, you don't get the, the pure, uh, relaxing bliss that is just hanging out in a park for a little bit. Yeah, dude, just like, <laughs> it's, mean, it's like, dude, okay, you know, complain about it being a walking simulator, but have you ever been fishing? Just, <laughs> have you, have fair. you ever been I mean, fishing? Like... <laughs> it reminds me of that. On, on that um, note, um, I hope, I hope that Death Stranding has fishing. That's, that's my I do one hope it. I will, <laughs> fishing was like my favorite thing to do in Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Yoko Taro said was it Yoko Taro who said this? It was like it's not really a JRPG if it doesn't have fishing. Mm, I mean, it sounds like something Yoko Taro would say, and he'd be correct. So, <laughs> so if I, it's it's my rule: if I ever make a game, every game I make will have to have fishing in it. Good, good. I'm into that. You have to have fishing, and you have to be able to pet the dog. Yes, always be able. To Absolutely, pet the dog. that's an essential. That's essential. You saying have you ever been fishing reminds me of airplane. The. Uh, you ever been in a cockpit before? <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Like so, how he has a drinking problem and he just like splashes it on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so I, so I was wondering, so you've kind of been, you know, like you said, you, you've tried to keep yourself in that like hype machine. Right. And so I, I made a point because you know, doing this podcast, we do a lot of coverage and we try to cover as much as much as we can, if not everything. And one of the things I had pointed out on Twitter and on the show was that, you know, we're, we're people were just like, well, I don't want to watch 50 minutes of gameplay. I don't want anything to get spoiled for me. And I'm, I'm sitting here just like, this is the man who until release date made us think that Metal Gear Solid 2 was going to be about Solid Snake. And it wound up being Raiden. For the for most of the game, so I I was never worried that spoilers were going to be a, a huge deal because like he's clearly like he clearly and he's he has his hands in like every like part of this and cultivating a, a 
an experience that shows people what the game is about, but not spoiling what his story is entirely would have been like one of his big goals, I would imagine. So going into this, we have some, we have some limited information about like these characters and stuff. And I was wondering if you had developed any theories or like thoughts about what you think might happen, which I know is hard because who knows, but (laughs) well, this, this might not be the, the angle you'd like me to go at this from, but there this is his first outing with a new studio and and while he is well known for his quality of work there is something to prove here so i don't think that we're going to get a raiden level bait and switch mm. simply for the fact that he's got to kind of establish what he's doing first yeah. You know, part the the reason the ride and bait and switch worked was because you had an expectation in advance of what the game was going to be like. And mm-hmm. with Death Stranding, there's no expectation to subvert. Sure, everything's fair game. So, so I think I think this game's going to be played mostly straight until we get into the end game, and then and then maybe he'll he'll kind of show his hand a bit more. I think mm-hmm. there. I, I mean, there's there's going to be something. There's something here. But whatever that is, it's not going to be like the ride and swap out. I don't I don't think like I don't think you were going to start this game and we're going to play as Sam for like 10 minutes and then and then, you know. We're going to immediately switch yeah. to like fragile or, or Mads or something. Like, no, 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 like, no, I don't, I don't think, think so it's going to be that. I think I think like I think like you said, there's going to be a lot of like end game and some like twists and turns. It's, but. He's doing something. OK, he's doing something kind of clever and not very obvious with this game that I don't think I think I think a lot of people have picked up on but aren't able to articulate well um he's giving us a lot in terms of telling us what the game is you know how's it going to play what are your objectives <clears throat> what um what are the mechanics like but for some reason, it still seems confusing, right? Like, even though he's given us all this information and all of this, um, uh, all these character introductions and, and, and everything, it still seems like it's not, it's not cohesive. Something's not sticking it all together. Right. Um, he's not giving us the context that makes it all click. And the context is, is the title. What is Death Stranding? Mm-hmm. that's the one thing he's not telling us what does that title mean and the most he said is like oh it's a it's a reference to you know life stranding which is you know where whales wash yeah. up on the beach and 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 mm-hmm. like okay that tells us nothing thanks um <laughs> once you have that piece of information i think everything's gonna click yeah, yeah sure i mean like eggs so if you point. want speculation if you want if you want okay this is, this is about <laughs> as far as i'm gonna go with speculation here. <laughs> okay but here's here's what I've got, and this is very terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm far from the only person to think along these lines. But the feeling I get about this is that at some point, science figures out how to they they science quantifies the afterlife, mm-hmm. and in the process breaks the barrier between our world and the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And so there's that there's whatever's going on it has to do with that like we figured out that the afterlife is a real thing and it's pretty messed up and someone 
broke the 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 wall between those two, and now it's, they're flooding into each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's about as far as I can get with this, honestly. <laughs> and I may be completely I mean, off, but that's what it seems like is going on. I mean, that's a I mean, that's not as far fetched as every other theory that's come out about <laughs> this so far. So I mean, like that one's pretty on the level, honestly. Um, it's it's interesting to see him go. I mean, definitely there's something going on with the afterlife, and he likes to yeah. You know his his thing has always been okay. Well. We'll we'll drift into the supernatural, but we'll also sprinkle little scientific explanations that make them not too far detached from reality. <laughs> which, which just, like with just varying so success in the later games, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, when we when we start getting into nano machines for everything, yeah, nano machines. We have our ghost dad. We have our ghost dad sorrow. You know, right? <laughs> but like, but like the when you when you kind of accumulate it all, and you and you look at the big picture of Metal Gear, um. The, the the truly supernatural stuff that isn't get isn't explained you could you could it's a short list you could almost count them on one hand mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, you know it may not have started that way but for where we are now everything has kind of had an explanation so it's interesting to me that with death stranding it seems like he's drifting further into the supernatural mm-hmm. much more than he has in the past like there's there's very clearly some like non-scientific stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it seems like. So that's that's interesting to me. So it's far less grounded. Which I think I think is good and I think it'll help like I think it helps like with the story as well because now he has room like it, there he's not he doesn't have to be like tethered down by, you know, this is a mili- like it, it's it's a military like you know right thing at its heart so it has to be somewhat grounded he has like he i'm gets... sure we'll get something like you know the equivalent of metachlorians but for souls or something <laughs> <laughs> it's nano machines <laughs> right? it's it's yeah. it's soul machines or spirit machines nano souls i don't know nano souls make up a make up a word to we'll probably yeah. get that just pull something down and whatever comes to your mind is what it is something 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 quantum something <laughs> die die hardman is just the qui-gon gen of this world now. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> um that actually that actually reminds me so so reminds me it it makes me think about so i uh well, so so before I wanted to tell you, so on our on one of our previous episodes, I uh, I set up a slap bet with Cole, um, where if oh, I'm wrong, man. he gets to slap me, and if he's wrong, I get to slap him. I just kind of called my shot, and I told I was just like, I think Amelie's a bad guy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I did this whole thing, like it was this whole deal. I was I was wondering if you had like, out of all the characters that we've seen do any of them like really kind of call out to you like who do, who who are you like most excited to like get to know throughout the course of the game hmm that's a good question um well i'm kind of going through them in my head <laughs> so like so so like my like i think that cliff is just probably like probably right cliff of, yeah yeah he's like the right of cliff. mysterious yeah. Probably Cliff or or uh, Higgs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Higgs was always the one that I really wanted to know more about. It's it's more like it, with Higgs, it's more like I want to know what the uh, what the 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 heart of the division between like Bridges and his organization are. Like I want to yeah. I want to see that 
Like, what's, what's the what? what's the analog there? Because if this is supposed to be a game that is vaguely about the political split in the West right now, right. then then it's safe to assume that the the political division in the game is going to reflect that to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so I'm kind of curious how that's framed. So that's so, that, so so that's why I kind of want to know more more about Higgs. I mean, yeah. they're they're literally called madmen in Latin. Like, what right. what what exactly. is the what why? Like, what is the the correlation between them and the UCA and why? There's, and there's a lot of references that they're that they're doing too. Like, maybe I'm not sure what it's going to mean yet because I, I've I've never read it, but the um the device that they have on their shoulders for detecting the BTs. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's called a, uh, it's called the, the Odra deck sensor. Yeah. The, which, which is pata from, pata. Uh, right. It's, it's from a, a Kafka novel called the cares of a family man. Is it? We're not, okay. no, it's like a short story or something. Yeah. But I, I haven't read it, but it's like some weird starfish looking thing. Huh? Um, and I, yeah, I, I need to read it cause I don't remember the exact. Same. I guess I'm going to start reading it. Kafka. There's there's some sort of like narrative purpose for it that's I don't know because I haven't read it but but like they're it's, it's they're pulling references from or you know pulling inspiration rather from all over the place so sure not like I'm also kind of curious what the what the the constant um, like gold seems to be a recurring element <laughs> no no pun intended but it's yeah. you you constantly see gold everywhere for yeah. example. Well, go like and it is kind of iconic, like gold, like and then like like Higgs's mask is gold, and like what's on right. this, yeah. And then you yeah. have those like hand looking things growing out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the catcher that Higgs summons has a gold face. Right. So what's so what's going on there? Like what's the what's what is that? Amelie, uh, Amelie's necklace, symbolic of. Hmm. Amelie's necklace is also gold. Yeah, didn't, and Higgs didn't, takes uh, it. Yeah, didn't Higgs have the same thing? I think. No, I think Higgs, he, he Higgs took, took it from it. her. Oh, he took. Okay, yeah. yeah. You remember when people were like looking at the necklace and like trying to decode? Like, is there a, a message in Morse code? <laughs> like, come on, guys. Maybe it's just maybe it's like a uh, Shyamalan where when red appears, something bad's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, you know, all 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 kidding aside, it could be something that simple. I yeah, mean, like a lot it, of people. I'll give you an example of something kind of like that. Um, and I mean, this is this is more conjecture than than, mm. than fact, but you know, take it for what it is. But MGS five, a lot of people complain about the lack of dialogue and how you know everyone's really quiet and they don't say a lot. And so, oh, obviously that means the game was unfinished because mm. there wasn't a finished script and they didn't have time to record it, or they were going over budget and couldn't record. Blah 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 blah. Truth is, it was probably like that because Kojima was really big on the movie Drive at the time. Mm. Ooh. Not a lot of dialogue and drive. Nope. <laughs> and he would not shut up about it. <laughs> well, now and now his now his good friend Nicholas Vending Reffens is, is in the video. Exactly. Game. <laughs> yeah. So is you know sometimes a, you know a spade is a spade. Yeah. Eh. That movie that was Drive was a good movie. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Didn't didn't he get like a replica of the jacket or something? Too? I think so. Yeah, I think. which is still a really cool jacket too. <laughs> Lots but of seriously, I mean, cool a, a lot of the times when you see stuff in his games, it's not because there's a deeper meaning to it. Though maybe it's in ser- you, you could argue that it's in service to some deeper mm-hmm. meaning. But a lot of the time, sure. it's because 
he saw a cool thing in a movie and wanted to put it in. Like, Solidus's flame trails in MGS2, whenever he accelerates, is literally just ganked from Back to the Future. That's the <laughs> only reason it's there. It makes for a cool effect. I mean, it does, yeah, and that's yeah. fine. It's it's okay to do cool things. That does not make you shallow if you like cool things. Well, it's one of those things because, like, I have so I have like a ton of tattoos on my like on my arms, and you know they have some they have some meaning behind them, but it's a lot of it is just like I like this thing, and so yeah. like, I think it, that's the most honest way to do things. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't think about things and plan it and structure it. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with honest enthusiasm. No, not you're you're not shallow for liking things. Yeah, be be proud of the things that you like. Yes, I mean, I mean that's that's the entirety of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're super proud that we like Metal Gear. We made yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we, we did. We've done it for four years. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the the, the development and the, the 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 process of this game coming out. And one of the things that uh, one of the things that. Uh, has happened in the run-up, which I think you have, you had said something about, was the uh, the controversy quote surrounding oh. those tweets that Hideo <laughs> published. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so we we actually um, uh, we haven't covered we haven't really covered we've mentioned it in passing, but we haven't really uh, covered it on the show, and I think it's probably this is a. This is a, a good time as any to kind of talk about it because we have you on. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so uh. there, there were there were two tweets that uh, Kojima had published um, that got a little bit of flack. One of them got <laughs> got responded to by the official Toe Jam and Earl Twitter accounts, <laughs> which is like cool. So he published one tweet that said on um, December 16th, 2015, and I became independent, no office, just a tiny room, no staff, no machines, nothing. All I had was this KJP logo, notepad and pen on my own PC. I started to work on the concept while recruiting staff, finding office game engine, and had a dream had a dream and connection, and that's all. And with a little like thumbs up emoji at the end of it. And then more recently, he tweeted out what the de- definition of a quote Hideo Kojima game is. And he said that Hideo Kojima game means the declaration of me doing concept, uh, this is produce, but production, original story, script, setting, game design, casting, dealing, directing, difficulty adjustments, promoting, visual design, editing, supervising the merch. And it it came with that like, like really cool, like Death Stranding poster. And so people got up in arms about it, (laughs) 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 like really up in arms. So what it boils down to is basically a translation problem because the tweets are very different in Japanese and in this this we this we could have gotten we could have gotten to this a little bit earlier too when you're talking about like those those uh those reports about like his split from Konami where they're like sent through so many filters you know this was like a language thing is it though I mean, um Okay. Oh, boy. Let's unpack this. Let's... <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's just say... Okay, so... 
how do I how do I how do I broach this the right way? Um, it, clearly, there is a tone that that did not translate there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that aside, did he really say anything that was all that wrong, or are people just looking for an excuse to tear him down? I think they might be looking for an excuse. I think what the I think what the I get like I said I I, I say controversy in quotes. I think the problem was. Um, what came out was it, it very much seemed like he was taking credit for stuff that, you know, that he had help on, I guess is what the, the big issue was. Um, I, I didn't read it like that in the first place though. I mean, and that's and that's you kind of you kind of have to be an idiot not to think that a, <laughs> that that other people help in the process of making a game. You, yeah. you kind of have to be intentionally sure. dense mm-hmm. to to read it that way. I think, like, of course he's got help. He's a supervisor, though. Yeah, he's making calls about these things. Mm-hmm. He's calling the shots. And ultimately, he's responsible for it, which means that if this game fails or succeeds, it's on him. Because mm-hmm. we're not because if, if Death Stranding, if, yeah. if you know, and I, again, I don't think it will be. And I think that I, and, you know, heaven forbid. But if Death Stranding comes out, November 8th rolls around and people are like people play it and it's like a one out of 10 video game. Nobody's going to be calling for the head of like the the. The, like the the dev team, the dev team, they're going to be coming for Kojima, right? Funny that, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I I th- I think that like they're it it's there's a, a lot of armchair Kojima experts who like to come out of the woodworks every time you know there's there's a little bit of vulnerability uh, apparent. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's so annoying because I. This this idea that he has that he doesn't credit his staff that he takes credit for everything that he doesn't what, what's how's how is it put on Twitter he doesn't elevate his staff mm. you know I, I saw so many people just just talking like they uh, had followed him for years and very clearly hadn't um, and it takes you maybe like if you have even a peripheral familiarity with his work. You'll know that that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah, I well, mean, there's there's most, like most recorded examples of him elevating his staff. How many? How many? How many of the people who have worked for him can you name just off the top of your head? Um, I mean, I I, I name three. I like off the top of my head, like I can't like, yeah. name all, most of them, but I think that's that's systemic of like just the industry because I I, I, I like, can you name can you name one? Um, Fukushima for one. Uh, okay, what's, uh, an- what's another? Yoji Shinkawa. Okay, do you got you got one more? Uh Ryan Payton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so who did the art for Halo? No clue. Uh, who did no the art idea. for Call of Duty? No clue. No idea. Who did the the art for Far Cry? No, no idea. How about who did the music for those games? No clue. <laughs> okay, so so you see my point here. Yeah. Generally speaking. Most People gonna... who follow Hideo Kojima and, and actually pay attention to what he puts out there from his company, people who, who actually know what they're talking about, 
can act can off the top of their head name three or four or more people who are on his staff. Yeah. How many other developers can you say that for? Not many. I mean, that's fair. Let's that's let's even look at fair. like an auto. Let's let's look at like like uh, an auteur developer or somebody. Let's let's look at like I hate to use this example because I'm not a big fan, but like David Cage. Mm-hmm. Name somebody who name somebody who works with David Cage. Mm-mm. I got no name one. somebody who works with Peter Molyneux. Name somebody who works with Ken Levine. Name somebody who works with, um, uh, oh God, I'm blanking the 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 double fine guy. Oh, Tim Schafer. Yeah, Tim Schafer. Name some name anybody who works with those guys, and other than maybe like some super hardcore fans, you can't do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's and fair. nobody has a problem. Now maybe they aren't kind of projecting the same, um, auteur level, uh attitude that kojima does but don't tell me that he doesn't elevate his staff mm-hmm. because he puts them front and center on just about every aspect of this yeah. stuff you from, the, from the podcasts to the art i mean the fact that aki saito does his side projects i mean it's 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 this is a ridiculous idea yeah you had a tweet not too long ago like showing off the like in metal solid like subsistence like yeah. where you can go into the menu and actually it's, see Every single member of the development staff, like everything about them. I mean, like it's the coolest thing ever, man. It was yeah, it's um, really cool. It's called the dot. It's okay. So, so after Metal Gear Solid Two came out, um, or rather, when when from the moment that game uh, became public, with that first trailer, all the way up until release and afterwards, um, people were amazed that that was even possible on 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 not just the PlayStation 2 but in video games at all. Yeah. Like that was breaking expectations. That that was setting a bar higher than anything had ever been set. I mean, y- y- you had people who worked in PC gaming that were like, "Holy shit, how did he do yeah, this?" Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Because there was such a, a level of attention to the to the production value and to the to the storytelling that that really no one had been doing at that point. And so there was there was all this mystique around the game. Um so what they did was they released this this standalone disc called The Document of Metal Gear Solid yeah, 2. We, uh, and it, it got it got bundled with subsistence in the UK and I I want to say in Japan, but I might be I think I'm wrong about that. Um and it got released standalone here in the states, and it's basically um, a development bible yeah. for Metal Gear Solid Two that lets you browse staff biographies, the entire script, the game design document, the the development timeline. You can see how they did the music. You can view three D models, browse cut content, view all the cut scenes in real time, and fly through them as they're playing, so that you can view them from any angle. I mean, everything you could imagine was on this thing. Yeah. Um, and it was incredible. And yeah, the staff biographies were awesome because it broke down. It didn't. It clearly didn't have everybody, but but the the key staff members, of which there were quite a few, you could go in and view a little picture and a little bit of information, and they had a quote in there, and it told you what they did. And and I've never seen that done in another game. Yeah. Which it's, it, it's no one I, has I, ever done that. No, like not even a little bit. We we're. We're very familiar. We we've been trying. I think we've been trying to get our hands on a copy of that for a while because it's it's kind of hard to find now. I think if unless we're not looking hard enough, but 
Um, I'll, I'll help you with that later. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. To hear. <laughs> um, so yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it was unprecedented. Like, and like but nobody knew about it. It was, there's actually a really funny anecdote about it too, where Kojima went to a, a one of the retails, one of the bigger retail stores on the day that the document released. Mm-hmm. And, um, what blew his mind was that all of the people waiting in line to buy it weren't gamers. They were game developers. Mm-hmm. Well, because that was, again, so it was all thing, wanting, like it was a development Bible. Like it was just like, and, and yeah, everyone was, wanted to get tips on it. I mean, there are, there are coding is, examples in mm-hmm. there. I mean, it's, it is in depth. Yeah. And it's one of those things like it was done. And then if we, if we, if we jump to now to today, like, you see like development videos and people talking about like the development of games and like the people who make the games and whatever, but nothing like that has ever been done since. Right. It's all, it's, it's, it may be about games, but it's not done through the medium of games. And if we're going to push this, this, if we're going to push the medium forward, if we're really going to take it seriously, you have to start using it for other things other than just the thing you're selling. I want to see, I want to see people like do, could could you make a game that's also a documentary? Ooh, yeah. That's like an I would I, like if I was ever going to make a game, I would want to do that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be really really cool. And 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 I'm not sure if it would work, but like no one's trying this stuff. You know, gamify the credits, uh, gamify documentaries. Um, just I mean, it, it, for all of the the crap we give David Cage uh, about his writing, I mean. At least he's trying to do something unorthodox. Yeah, I will say, and this might this is kind of like a light example too, but like Smash Brothers has always been good about like the credits are always some type of interactive thing. You can yeah, play. there you go. Oh yeah, you know, fun. You're, yeah. Don't just read the credits; play the credits. Yeah. It engages you more. You know, a lot of people work on this. Make people interested in actually seeing who did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of just complaining about it on Twitter. Yeah. So how many of the how many of the I saw a lot of game developers complain about Kojima saying like, oh, he could really, you know, our industry lives on the backs of these creators and, and for him to do this, oh, it just, it just hurts. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm thinking like, you sanctimonious little, just... <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, put your money where your mouth is, elevate your developers, Yeah. do something like the document of MGS2 or shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And like even like after all this Twitter stuff came out, like there were like people would be like, Well, if you look at it in the original Japanese, it really is this. And like Right. And and I hate that that's the thing that got everybody to back down. Yeah. Like, no, you were you were being stupid to begin with. I'm sorry. This this that whole thing really just pissed me off. Yeah. Well it's it's well, this might be a perfect time to talk about um a recent tweet you made. Um, <laughs> at the beginning of October, and <laughs> let me uh, oh, gee, which which one? Which I don't, one? I don't know what one you're talking of, about. One of many. Let me uh, let me pull it up so I can get the uh, the quote just right. Um, uh, I, I, I say a lot of shit. So, <laughs> so October first, you had a bit of a dilemma, right? <laughs> <laughs> do I'm, you I'm scrolling back like oh oh god oh yeah this, this. yeah do you a <laughs> try to futilely correct misinformation about metal gear hideo kojima and konami by making youtube videos potentially hamstringing my other creative efforts or b ignore it and learn to let people be wrong on the internet but also maybe lose my damn mind 
Um, and you also put a fun option C, which was make my own Metal Gear game with blackjack and hookers, which is my <laughs> vote. Yeah, likewise, absolutely. <laughs> likewise, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards C. I'll, tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> but if you if you have a, if you want to elaborate, if you have if you feel like elaborating, I'd like to uh, I'd like to talk to you about option A <laughs> a little bit. Well, okay. Um, let me let me think here because <laughs> well, what, well, what do you what do you well? So I guess curious? so I guess. <laughs> So I guess, I guess my 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 main question, my first question about it is, what what was the thing that prompted you to do that to make that tweet? Okay, um, I don't want to call anybody out. Okay, but it was something very specific. Okay, um, it was a a somewhat well known YouTuber. Uh, released a video uh, as, as part of a series that has been a, a kind of uh, purported as a deep dive into Metal Gear from beginning to end and going into Kojima's intentions and a bit of behind the scenes, but with a bit of speculation. Was it us? And <laughs> it was not you. It was not you. And I and I'll, I won't I won't give any more information sure, than that sure, because sure. I really don't want to call somebody out and draw negative attention to them. Like if you. If you know what anybody listening, if you know who or what I'm talking about, do not go after them. Mm. Just don't. Just don't be lame. Just leave it alone. You know, if you wanna, if you wanna refute the point, refute the point and do it politely, but don't go attacking people, yeah. please. Okay. And that's good advice. Okay. And that's good advice for anybody. If you're if, for anybody in anything, for real. just if if you if you attack people, even though they're wrong, it makes you more wrong. Mm-hmm. Just just don't. So now now that now that I've you know ridden that moral high horse for a second let's get back to brass tacks here okay so so i don't know what made me watch the whole thing through and it was pretty long i think it was like an hour long something like that maybe an over an hour long it was it was pretty long and given that this was a pretty long series it's a lot of content so i i listened through it and and i was starting to think like man should i should i have like a a bottle here so that I can take a drink every time this person says something that's completely inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with, um, in this case, it was about Metal Gear Solid 5 and PT. Uh, and and the the development controversies around that. There was also a little bit about Survive, but that's a that's another that's you know another <laughs> can of worms to get into. But there there is this <laughs> I don't want to dive into the specifics because we'll extend this podcast out for like another two hours uh, if I do. But the the gist of it is there's this common attitude or belief rather that that Metal Gear Solid Five is an unfinished game. Whatever whatever that means when you really in in software development, finished and unfinished are very nebulous terms. They don't really maybe you have like a like a an arbitrary finish line or a point where you say, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to work on this anymore. We're going to release the commercial, but you don't, you don't typically, um, have a clear, it's, it's, it's less of a start starting point and a finish line and more of just like a process where at, at a certain point you say, okay, this is ready to go. 
Does that make sense? And 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 I'm probably going to get some 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 backlash on that a bit, but <laughs> it's it's not a crystal clear thing. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um. But this idea that Metal Gear Solid Five was this unfinished game that, like, there's this huge chunk of content that we didn't get. Um, you know, there's the Kingdom of the Flies thing, and there's the the Chapter Three title card that we found in the you know when they were data mining, and there's the Battle Gear that we didn't get, and the whole you know there's all this lack of dialogue and all this empty space, and the game doesn't feel right, and it makes me feel like there's something missing. I don't know why a game called The Phantom Pain would make me feel like there's something missing, but clearly there's something missing. <laughs> um, I know, I know, I'm being I'm being a smartass, but but the the point is when it when it comes to if we're being factual, if we're being objective, if we're looking at official sources, and you can you can choose to to disbelieve the sources if you want to, but that's not really an argument. Mm-hmm. That's just you pushing the 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 argument away. Metal Gear Solid 5 was released the way they wanted to release it. Yeah. That was what they felt was for uh, all intents and purposes, despite the, the, the nebulous nature of the term, a finished product. You just didn't like it. But that's not going to, you know, we've, we've got people from Konami speaking to as much. We've got people who have worked on the game, who helped develop the script say that it was a finished game mm. that this was this was this was what we wanted to do this was the purpose of the game this was you know yes there were changes we made during development but this was what we wanted to put out um but that doesn't stop the rumor mill from basically making it sound like we got 30% of a game that you know that you know Konami was was taking a you know a whip to Kojima's back and saying, "You're gonna, we're going to take your name off of this and you're not going to put in anything fun because we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, no, people, come on. Well, this, is, I think this is a professional. I think it's the difference between like, because, you know, five clearly was not everybody's cup of tea. You know, we, we've on the show. No, it was, a, it was show, a very different product. Yeah. yeah, on the show, we've also had things to say about that in, in however many, however many words, but it's like, I think to, to, there are things I don't like yeah, about it. Quite a few things. But I think I think to take it to take it taking it saying doing stuff like that is taking it too far. I think painting it's yeah. it's very easy to be upset with something and then paint your own narrative on top of it. It let me let me put it like this. If Metal Gear Solid 5 is unfinished, then so is MGS2 and MGS4 and and who knows how many other games he's worked on because there is so much content that was planned and got removed either because it didn't work or they didn't like it or or they just couldn't work it in the the right way um then i guess those games are unfinished too like uh let's look at a you know mgs2 didn't have the 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 gameplay sequence where you run from the tanker uh uh uh-oh i guess it's unfinished mgs4 didn't have the lake sequence or the extra floor in shadow moses I guess that was unfinished because it didn't have uh, the the sewer scene either. Oh, unfinished game, guys. Let's throw a fit. Let's uh, you know get on Twitter, start yelling. Yeah, just it's stupid. It's just really stupid that that this stuff. It's it's believe that if you want, but don't start telling people that it's that it's the fact of the matter. Yeah, and that and that kind of extends to PT as well because a lot of people have. Um, beliefs about what went down with pt like well we have even less information about pt than we do five right like i've i've heard this this stupid rumor like i don't even know if you want to even call it a rumor but it's this it's this um 
idea that PT was somehow Kojima making a gotcha at Konami for, or, or something like that. Like he was intentionally trying to give them a hard time. What? And and like what? Oh, what? No, like it doesn't even make sense. There's there's all sorts of weird stories about the. Okay, let's bring it back <laughs> home here because I'm going on a, I'm going on kind of an aimless <laughs> rant here, and I'm not making a whole lot of sense, or at least not as much as I'd like. Don't romanticize game development. Mm. That's yeah. my message here. Don't do it. Because whatever story you're writing for yourself in your head is probably very detached from reality. The reality of this stuff is very benign. I may not work in games development, but I do work in software development, and it's pretty freaking boring at times. Yeah. Now, obviously, we're not making anything that's aspiring to high art here, but we do important work. Yeah. It's work that we care about. But it's not this constant dramatic thing and then you know this is my personal experience so feel free to just you know discount it or whatever but like this this isn't just people making creative things this is also their job okay they can't do these kind of things that would put that job at risk when they have families to take care of and for you to insinuate it it's just stupid and insulting Mm, for sure just okay, so there's there's my rant there. But that was the, the the crux of why I said that because there's there were like a list of maybe like forty things in just this one video alone. And I've and I've heard them echoed elsewhere, whether it's like on, on social media or or on Twitter or Facebook or you know, who knows where else, but I saw that and I was like, Oh geez, should I should I just say something? Should I just let it go? Just let's just is it even my responsibility? <laughs> Am I caring too much? Should I just go go for a walk? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think I think I think you're you're valid in all of your opinions there, my man. I mean, people shouldn't, you know, uphold these uh, developers on a pedestal just because of their past projects. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic that they've done these amazing things. But, but we do beings, still, you know? exactly, they, they, to err is to human, exactly. I mean, we have to kind of judge them on the merit of their work. And it, You know you what know. it reminds me of is when, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some uh, friends yell at me for this if they, if they hear me <laughs> talking about it, because I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing him up. Um, but Yong Ye yeah. is, uh, is someone who, who talks about Metal Gear quite a bit. Um, and there was a video that he put out a while back um, about how, I think the headline was something like, Konami developers sabotage Metal Gear Survive. And I looked at that like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> it's just because there's an Easter egg that you could have, you know, 10 little, 10 different explanations for. That somehow equates to people sabotaging the game. Okay. And like it's it's this it's this speculative romantic roman, romanticizing of the of the process that just really irks me. Yeah. I mean even like I like like me personally, like throughout our like coverage of Death Stranding, you can actually listen to it from our first Death Stranding episode to like where we are now. You can kind of listen to me soften because I feel like I had my own personal like revelation about this exact thing as we were doing it. And so 
I understand that and like like feel that you know more more than anyone right now. I just I I just really wish people would would try to remember that they there are people working on these things, not not abstract concepts mm-hmm. with names and and faces that 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 do crazy art and do crazy things like characters in a book. No, they're people. Yeah. You know, let them be people. Let them be people. They're going to do things that you agree with and they're going to do things that you disagree with. And ultimately most of it's going to be out of self-interest. So, cause, cause it's their job. Yeah. So chill out. Yeah. Is there anything in particular with, you know, Kojima's upcoming work that you are maybe hoping to like find or, you know, see like a, like a certain kind of um, um, style or, I mean, I as mean, a, I mean, as a fan personally, you know, I'm, I, I, I love the fact that we're getting this kind of, uh, kind of drab art style and, you know, scenery. And I like, there's a stealth element to it. Is there something in there that you are, you know, looking forward to? <sighs> it's kind of boring, but not really. It's it's no? every every game has had kind of a distinct identity to it. Even even sure. throughout Metal Gear, each one is is kind of unique in its own weird way. It's got its own it's got its own personality. And so sure. I'm I'm just kind of interested to see like what's the new personality going to be for this one. Um, do you have, do you have any, any any speculation as to what that just just off of what we've seen? What your what your what what's your what's your read? So well, far? okay, um, not not uh, to get too deep into it, but but sure. with the game with with most of the Metal Gear titles, the the pretty much the newer ones, each one has kind of uh, drawn from one aspect of kind of a of a, a core central question. And so okay, let me let me let me be a little more specific, okay? Um I've heard I've heard some people call MGS1 through 3 the identity trilogy. Have you ever heard that before? No. So MGS1 is about genes, MGS2 is about memes, MGS3 is about scenes and and you kind of everybody kind of gets that that gist, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And then, and then four comes along is about sense, and five comes along is about peace, and and well, oh, peace walkers, peace, yeah, about peace. Sometimes it's hard for me not to call it that. There was a there. I don't know if you've ever seen, but there's a there's a picture of like a pre-release logo for Peace Walker that has it labeled as Metal Gear Solid Five Peace Walker. Huh. Yeah, I was gonna. I'll, I, I'll show you which that like later. which it's, like it's, I, it. It makes sense because Peace Walker was so essential, I think, to the story. Yeah. And it wasn't like a V. It was just like, it was like the old school Metal Gear Solid logo, but with a five. Mm. Mm. Um, but but the core, the core question at the center of these is basically what makes us who we are? What, what are the things that define us as people? Mm-hmm. Is it our genetics? Is it the things we learn? Is it the, the, the time we're raised in? Is it something indefinable? Is it something that's just unique to us? Is it the, the, the connections that we make with other people? Or is it the conflicts that we have with other people? So, I mean, they all kind of come back to that, so, that similar core question. So Metal Gear Solid ultimately is about what makes us who we are as people. Mm-hmm. 
Not to not to to get too you know romantic about it, but that's kind of that's kind of where it all comes no, from. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> but but there's but there's also an element of each game, uh, to a degree, kind of reflects Kojima's own life at the time. Like you know, and any artist is going to do this. It's nothing. It's nothing right. out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. You know, he's drawing from his own personal experiences and he's right. putting that in. So you know, MGS one. He's talked about how a lot of Metal Gear came from the time he would spend playing hide and seek with his son. Yeah, you know that's yeah. there's there's a lot of inspiration drawn there. MGS two was drawing on the fact that there was so much anticipation for a sequel to MGS one that that became a meta element of the game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. MGS three he dived into a bit of his own history. I mean, he wanted the game to start on his actual birthday, but you know, pushed it a year forward because he wanted to include the the Kennedy assassination as part of the part of the right, plot. Right. But but that goes into his own personal history a bit more. So that's getting into his past. You know, the generation yeah. he grew up in. And MGS three has this theme of kind of like the gen you know generations and and the changes from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Um, four comes in, and and gets a little you know murkier but ultimately that was trying to say hey there's this in there's this intangible quality to a person's identity that you can't you can't quantify it it's just something unique to them it's like you can call it a soul call it their their sense of will call it whatever you want but there's something unique to each person that makes them who they are that you cannot pass on there's that's that's in that is uniquely you Mm -hmm. And and four kind of tries to does to try try to try to touch on that. Yeah. Um, so so like yeah, there's there there are these you know kind of um, compounded elements where you know you've got the theme and then you've got Kojima's experience both kind of working their way into that story. So so if there's kind of to you know bring this back around if there's if there's something I'm looking forward to in Death Stranding and and, and seeing what's there, it's it's what's he gonna do in that regard. Um, we we kind of it, it seems like that's starting to coalesce already because it looks like the game is going to be in part about how he lost everything and rebuilt, um, you know, r- rebuilt uh, his company and and got everyone back together and used the connections that he had to get back on his feet again. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a bit of that to it, um, but then there's also the element of of reconnection. So I, I wonder, is, is he going in a different direction or is it still kind of touching on that aspect of this is what makes us who we are? Um, the, the bonds that we form with other people. So, right. so I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious and I, you know, we'll, that'll probably, uh, you know, come out over time. Yeah. You know, it's probably not something yeah. people will really yeah. know how to put words to right away. Well, he's, he's even, he's even not be understood until years later. Well, he's even said as much like he did those interviews around TGS time where he was just like, I think that these, that people are going to need time to digest it. And maybe sometimes even people will have a life experience in their own lives, which will make them think about, well, that's what death stranding was about. Right. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he tackles this because, I mean, issues in the West are are nuanced right now. You know, there's you kind of have to be in it to get it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm wondering if if he's only got like a surface level read of the situation 
right. um, or if he does understand it. And 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 I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll it'll be interesting to see an outsider's perspective, regardless. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and that's sorry i talk i talk no, a lot, so. no that's what we no, had you on please. for man this is great I, like that's that's all that, i guess i mean there's there's more to say about it but that's all there is to say about that just dust dust the hands <laughs> off take a sip of your your uh corona <laughs> what was it corona? Yeah, i am i am fresh out <laughs> <laughs> well that's uh that's, maybe maybe i shouldn't drink when i do these or maybe no, I think you should. Maybe. That was fantastic. Maybe it's the best decision you could have made, Ryan. I mean, get something harder next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, unless you have like any anything in particular you'd like to add, I think that that kind of does it. Um, just everybody keep an open mind. Yeah, and don't and don't get too upset if it's not what you want. Mm. You know, everybody makes things not just for other people but for themselves. So if it's not for you. Maybe it's for somebody else. I don't know. Yeah. And for sure. again, very actionable advice for literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess that does it for us on this episode. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us on the episode. On yeah, the no problem. Again. Glad to, glad to be on. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. Um, so really quick before we talk about, talk about us, we want to talk about you. Um, I'm sure you'll, oh, you'll okay. be tweeting your thoughts out about, um, about Death Stranding when it comes out. So kind of tell us where they can find you on the internet, plug whatever you oh, would yeah. like to plug. Um, I am, uh, at Nitroid, uh, on Twitter. That's where I spend most of my time, but I'm also working on a website right now called the Kojima Productions Network. And that will be at Koji.pro. The purpose of this is to not just provide news for everything in the realm of Kojima Productions, and that also encompasses Konami and anything peripheral to Kojima's work, but also to serve as an archive for um, past works and materials. Now, that's not that's not going to be like music or or um, you know like official music or ISOs or anything like that. It's not going to be anything like that, but like editorials that aren't available online anymore promotional materials that you can't find in print anymore um videos that have been taken off the web trailers from years past that you can't find clear versions of things like that anything we can find uh podcasts for example like all of the old kojima productions reports and kp alerts and all of those are are unavailable now so those we're we're trying to recover those and so, for the record we think, are all think, still uh still looking for the tigergame.com version of metal gear solid footage <laughs> oh man if, you, if somebody find, i'm gonna put out a reward for that someday, <laughs> i swear that's, that's, that's my golden that's that's my holy grail um but yeah it'll if you can think of like the it won't function the same way but if you can think of like the Wayback machine but for everything kojima related that's kind of what we're trying to do um we've got a discord community set up if you go to koji pro network on twitter there's a link pinned to the top where you can join and if you think you can help us get things going or you're just interested the in in the concept then drop on by which is actually it's a great follow awesome. because I, I i like to you know given that i do a podcast about it. I like to keep up with as much as I can, but I also, I, via your, uh, 
your Kojima Productions Network Twitter account, I realized that uh, Meanwhile in Genoa, or Genova is uh, um, by the SLP from the soundtrack is on YouTube now. Yeah, so. there's, um, that's crazy he got that many bands for the album. Oh, we were talking. We were talking about it uh, in a, on a previous episode, and how we, how we're both me and Cole are both excited about the "Bring Me the Horizon" song. <laughs> yeah, didn't they? Um, didn't they do a song called "Shadow Moses"? They did. It w- that was it was on, they their, did. It was on their best album, um, and they sampled the best absolutely album, best album uh, at the top of it. But they 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 are noted fans of Metal Gear. That's yeah, ascended fans are always the mm-hmm. best. So, so we're very excited about about the soundtrack, at, at, uh, um, uh, among other things. Um, so, th- thank you for that. So, yes, definitely go go follow Ryan on Twitter and um, bookmark Koji.pro. Um, get ready for that. Join his Discord. Um, I'm I'm gonna try to have the site live by the time Death Stranding comes out, but we'll see. It's sure. it's gonna be tight. Sure. Uh, do what do what you have to do. Live your best life, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you can find the show at metalgearmondays.com um it has links to everything and all of our episodes are on there um you can also find us on facebook uh facebook.com slash metal gear mondays and twitter at metal gear monday um instagram is metal gear mondays basically it's metal gear mondays everywhere except for twitter because twitter has a uh, a name length problem <laughs> and wouldn't let us put an s on it so uh, you can also go Patreon if you'd like to support us on Patreon. We would be we would be very grateful for that. Um, we do a, a second podcast for patrons um, at the two dollar level called the Patriot Club, uh, where we just talk about whatever. Uh, sometimes just we whatever. talk about Metal Gear and Kojima, but usually it's not. Um, and you can you can kind of you can do all of those things. So uh, do all those things, Cole. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at I am Cold Duncan on Twitter and then on Instagram at Subterranean Homesick Bruce. Hey. And you can find me on Twitter at Sanjul. That's S A N J U U L. I don't think I have to spell it anymore at this point, but like it's part of the it's part I mean, of the thing now. I love that you do. That <laughs> personally, so. um, and then you can also um, uh, get me on my my personal YouTube channel. I'll go to bit.ly slash Sam does a thing. I have a couple of videos up on there. I'm working yeah. on some new ones. Um, they're not anywhere close as introspective and, and deep as like <laughs> diving into Ko- Kojima and his history, but there, I definitely do <laughs> eat the uh, the cheese it stuffed pizza on there. So <laughs> check that out. <laughs> um, and yeah, that is about it, Ryan. You may or may not be aware of our outro mm-hmm. where we. Uh, where we try to meander our way to uh, saying it's just a box to get us out of the podcast and into our regular. Oh lives. God, yeah, I had to do that last time. You did okay, so I won't make you. Oh, <laughs> I won't make you do it again. Then I, I don't have any ideas. No ideas. Uh, let's I, I wasted my one good one. Yeah. Well, so let's so let's see if we can because Colesman 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 doing it the last couple of weeks. I've been putting it in work. I'm just so, yeah, please, I'm just please save y'all me know. from embarrassing so myself. I'm gonna I'll, I'll, any, any more than I already have. I'm gonna. I'm going to try and be deep about this one. I'm going to do something nice. Sure. Base, let's base that. it on what we have talked about um, on this podcast episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because artists are people. That's a main theme. Mm-hmm. That's a through line through this episode. Sure. Artists are people. Absolutely. You have to let them be people. 
And when you try and mold them into this image you've created for them, what are you doing? You're putting them into what what it is. You're forming forming them into what you want them. You're, you're, You're forming them into what... You want them to be, yeah. yeah no, yeah. I get that. Man. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 sure, and you're yeah. placing them into what I mean. It's 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 just and a to, box into your own frame of mind. You're putting them into. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let them out of the box. It's just the box. They can't live in there. You gotta poke holes in it. <laughs> just a box. <laughs> okay. Insane. <laughs> so stupid. It works. It does. It work. works. You, you got it there. Works. That's the important I thing. I did say meander after all. Just a box. 